another exciting, wonderfully funny, enlightening, just incredible. I can't even talk myself into it. It's another episode of Off This Party Podcast, everybody. We are rocking and rolling. We got a late start. We got a little of a late start. And that's not me. I was ready. I was ready. I was standing by. I've got my notes. I am just boom. I am in the zone. And then uh, no Gimlet. No Gimlet. So uh, I have to reach out. I'm like, oh my gosh, did something happen? Was she hit by a car? Maybe there was some kind of uh, wild animal attack. She got... So I called you up. And what happened? What happened there, Gypsy? Um, well, sometimes I'm fortunate and during the course of this podcast, you'll go on for a bit. So yes. I have a chance to go on mute and shovel a couple mouthfuls of my lunch into my mouth. Yes. Um, so I was getting my salad to bring into the office when, for some unknown reason, um, the bowl just slipped out of my hands and it went everywhere. <laughs> you dropped your salad. I dropped my salad. What kind of what kind of dressing? And what are we talking? Are we talking like a chicken salad? Are we talking potato salad? Or are we going like like iceberg romaine spinach? Um, it was a kale and shredded Brussels sprout salad, which I know you'll be a huge fan of. Um, you didn't drop it. That was God knocking it out of your freaking hand. That was that was your guardian angel trying to save dude, life. I like the Brussels sprouts. My grandma used to make them. My mother never would. I thought they were a treat. The, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. You should never utter those words aloud again. That disqualifies well, it's the you. Truth. That, no, that disqualifies like every decision you've ever made. Like Okay, I, I also a, like lima beans. Oh sweet Jesus. <laughs> my That's mother so hated foul. my mother hated all of them. She was brought up in the in the yes. in the generation that she hated all of those things. My grandmother still made them. Oh, God. so I fell in love with pork ch- uh, lamb chops. I loved lamb chops and lima beans. I ate Brussels sprouts. Like there was not a vegetable I didn't like as a kid. You are so broken. You are so broken. I'm not this broken. explains a lot. This <laughs> explains a lot. Like yeah. oh. Brussels sprouts are so foul. I hate them with a passion. Brussels sprouts are right up there with sushi. Just absolute garbage. You know who eats Brussels sprouts and lima beans? People who are starving to death. It's the same people who eat sushi. They're like, if I don't eat something, I'm going to die. Oh, I'll eat this. And then for people, to, oh, I love them. I roast the Brussels sprouts and the bing, bang, boom. And I drizzle them with bram, bram, infused bing, bang, bong. Oh, it's foul. And you like No, I just shred them and eat them like lettuce. (laughs) You shred the Brussels sprouts? Yeah, you put them on a mandolin and they're really super thin. I I include them with cabbage and um, coleslaw. Oh, God. You throw cabbage in there. Oh. Oh. Well, coleslaw. See, coleslaw is is a fraud as well. Coleslaw... (laughs) It's complete oh my god! I did not know you were complete like vegetable foam. You know what coleslaw is? It's a delivery system. It's a way to eat mayonnaise without a spoon. That's all it is. It's a delivery system for mayonnaise. (laughs) 
I don't know, uh, but I had a lovely, I had various greens in a bowl with sliced almonds and a little bit of Parmesan and some poppy seed dressing and some rotisserie chicken. That was my salad. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you dropped it. And I think you should listen to whatever angel or or ghost just visited you and saved you all of that nastiness. That's that's a subconscious thing. Your body doesn't want that in there. You shouldn't be eating it. And that's that's why you dropped it. Okay. I can't see I was I was ready to go. I'm like, "Oh, this will be funny." Uh, uh you know, the gimlet dropped her salad and then it's kind of like tossing your salad but different. I was ready to go a whole different way with that. But it it, it takes a lot. But your your love of vegetables has knocked any kind of sexual innuendo completely out of my brain. It, it's so disturbing and wrong. I can't even tell a dirty joke. I also like asparagus. Of course you do. Of course you do. Asparagus. <laughs> that's another one of those things where. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll say this in de- in defense of. Uh, uh, asparagus. It's a much better presentation. It's a, I can kind of see the appeal. Like, ooh, it's like a spear. It's, it's kind of, there's something kind of fancy and, and, uh, and, and cool about asparagus. Right? I kind of, I can see that. I guess so. My winter uh, garden's going to have asparagus and Brussels sprouts in it. Oh, you go, you go. You just chow down (laughs) on your homegrown asparagus and Brussels sprouts and then just... (laughs) Get you a big freaking vat of cabbage and then just just uh, fart your little pants off every night. It'll just be oh a lovely thing. It oh my gosh. Many years ago I went to Ireland and you know, reconnecting, seeing the country, reconnecting with uh with family, you know, cousins and all this stuff. And uh so I was I was gonna stay at my my aunt May's house. Uh, distant cousin, what, lo- lovely lady, uh, little house in the country, what, just wonderful. Oh yeah, come by, you can stay here. It'll be this and then this. Show up at her house. She's a big, she's a bigger gal. She was a bigger gal, and evidently, uh, well, I'll tell you this. Here's what happened. So I show up. <laughs> I get onto the front porch. I'm about to knock on the door. It is the one of the most powerful odors I ever had smelled. Just like whoa, something is. It smelled. I, I there's a chance you'll hear this. I don't know. But I'm like already regretting going to this. There's people who listen in foreign countries. So I'll, I'll just I'll just say it. Rip the bandit off. Okay. So. It just, it, it was gas. It was, it was farts. It was so, knock on the door. She comes to the door and the, the, the smell just is overwhelming. About knocked me off the porch and she's got this little old dog with her. And the dog looks up at me with these eyes, just like, kill me. You know, like in, a, you know, in, in the movie Aliens, 
and they'd go by the human beings that the alien was planning to make the babies in later and the human was like kill me kill me now that's how the dog looked at me my my aunt had been on this cabbage diet she was trying to lose weight and who knows how long she was in that house all by herself just oh it was oh oh that was a tough one that was a tough one was supposed to stay there for two nights and uh whoo there ooh, that was a bad one so enjoy your cabbage enjoy it ladies and gentlemen mm-hmm. okay uh sauerkraut too now here's the deal with sauerkraut uh-huh i can i like sauerkraut you you give me you give me like uh, you grill out some sausages, you put that on a toasted bun, you top that off with some sauerkraut. But you know what? You got to do that math. You got to be like the rest of the evening is going to be alone time. Like <laughs> that is like it's so delicious. But that is desert island food. That is desert island food. Okay, this is a horrible way. It was actually a fun way to start the show, but we've 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 devolved. I told this hilarious, I won't do it. Uh, I got this new bit I'm doing uh, on stage about having uh, Omicron, you know? And I was like, yeah, I got the Rona, had that, lost the taste and smell. And uh, and, and like, and it's it's weird, you lose your taste and smell. And then uh, you, you think, wow, I can't smell or taste anything. This is the, this is the perfect time to start eating ass. <laughs> My lord. <laughs> it is. Oh, it makes that makes me laugh. Okay. We're 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 now we're 10 minutes into the show. We're actually going to get we're going to get to some other stuff. I got so much on the list and we're going to do uh you know, what's on the web and ooh, uh sign up for the email list, you guys. I I uh um I start I, I I'm I'm blasting out the email. I'm, I'll just do it like once a week. It's just like a little note, and then I let you know, hey, here's what's going on, some behind-the-scenes stuff. Here's some stuff on the website. Here's some stuff we're working on. It's very cool, and I, I, I thought I would hate it, but it's actually, it's actually kind of fun. And it's just like, I, I'm gonna try to do it every Thursday, and uh, just blast it out, what's ever on my mind. Who knows? W- one night it could be incredible political comedy the next night it might be my thoughts on omicron eating ass and cabbage diets <laughs> who knows wow. so you go go to the loftestparty.com and sign up for that okay now we're gonna i kind of blew off the joe rogan thing on last week's show i was listening to the show and i'm like uh we we started getting into it and i'm like Ugh, you know joe rogan's gonna be fine and he's gonna be fine but I just didn't, it didn't just, it just didn't seem that interesting to me. You know, other people are covering it and blah, blah, blah. It's taken a turn. It has taken a turn. Uh-huh. So we'll be, we're going to be talking about uh, Joe Rogan and like the bigger, uh, the bigger issue of it all. So. Oh no. And it's so coordinated. It is such a political hit. Yeah. Well, it, it's all been exposed now. It's three brothers managing the whole thing. Oh, really? See, I didn't mm-hmm. know this. I didn't know this. I'm so wonderfully and I'm so naive and honest and sometimes like a child. But uh, I, 
<laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it, it, it's not as organic as they'd like you to think. And The Rock yeah. made an ass of himself. I would just like to go on the record and remind everyone there was an evening where The Rock almost hit me with his car. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, so it's a coordinated it's a coordinated thing. This is this is fantastic because I didn't know any of this. And uh, so it's it's three dudes, huh? Three, three brothers, Uh, three brothers. Let's see. Let me find their names. Ben, Brett and Jordan Masalis. They run this. um, group called Midas Midas uh Midas Touch you might have seen um that group's videos they like to do viral videos really? so their pa- their patriot takes account is pointing out oh if you defend this person obviously you agree with everything they've ever said that bullshit yes right? So, so boring. If, if if you support Joe Rogan, you think everything he's ever said has been correct. Well, no, I don't even think that about people I love. So no. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. So they created. They went back and went through all of Rogan's podcast and found all of the out of context clips, etc., etc., etc. And they make this video that now has a million views. And then Midas Touch promotes it having a million views. And then they start tagging people who could be considered Joe Rogan allies and making them kneel to the mob. It's it's exactly what Stop Rush used to do to, to Rush Limbaugh. It's like yeah. three guys in their mommy's basement doing this crap and making it seem like it's bigger than it is. Isn't that isn't that um, what astroturfing is? Mm hmm. They, where they try to make it seem like a grassroots thing, but it's actually just a yes. coordinated attack. Okay, so that's exactly I, what I tweeted. I'm like, look at the astroturf the rock fell for. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh boy. And then now it's like, it, okay, so there's a lot of fun to be had with that. I've seen some really hilarious clips where, and I guess the rock is just deleting tweet after tweet after tweet. Uh-huh. But there's old clips of him, you know, doing some stuff and in the wwe and making insults and he can always say oh i was doing a care here's the deal like i'm not interested in the tit for tat of it all i mean i'll talk about it there because there's just some funny stuff there's just some funny stuff and the hypocrisy is always fun here's my thing we're separating as a society and i'm into it i'm really into it like you guys it's a, and this goes to like the GoFundMe thing. I don't want to get into it right now. The GoFundMe thing with the the truckers in Canada, which we'll definitely talk about. It's like they're gonna not support the truckers. And okay, so Joe Rogan's not allowed to be here. And it's just like, oh, these people got kicked off Twitter. And the wonderful thing that's happened, and I think you'll agree with me here, Gimlet, is like, okay, so they kick the they kick President Trump off of Twitter and then boom these guys start up Spotify and then there's another great one that I think you and I are both on called Clout Hub uh, mm-hmm. and so these other things start opening up they kick people off YouTube so then boom you get Rumble and other places and it's not monetized as well as YouTube is but it's a start you have to start and like these banks are like, okay, we're not going to bank with you anymore because of your political beliefs. Okay, so we're going to need a banking system. We're going to need our own internet. And I'm telling you, 
Well, and it's like a couple weeks ago on the show. I'm like, yeah. here's the important here's the important question. What's wrong with San Francisco? Ask yourself that. There's no so I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Like, I want Rogan to leave Spotify. They've taken down uh-huh. like a hundred episodes. So, dude, take your money and start your own platform. Let's or go. Just go to locals.com, which is already established. Right now, what is Joe? What does Joe Rogan make from? It's like a hundred million from Spotify. Yeah. If he charged five bucks per subscription at a rate of eleven million downloads a month, which was the last number I saw, he's making like six times what Spotify paid him. I mean, it's just it's it's incredible to me. Just go there. Be your own boss like you used to be and talk to who you want to talk to and your people are going to follow you. <laughs> Seriously. And and invite your invite your fellow uh, uh, podcasters. Y'all. Like I've never done the Rogan show. I've met Joe a couple of times. And this was like before he really blew up. And, mm-hmm. and really he and I were talking about it. it was like right after the whole Carlos Mencia thing happened. We were hanging out at the Melrose Improv. Just a good dude. Just a good dude. He seems like a good dude. And like our, we have some, we have some a bunch of mutual friends, and I'll give credit where credit is due. Uh, my buddy Bert Kreischer, last night, as as all this is going down, Bert's just like, I'm with Rogan. I don't care. And it's well, it's great. So you know, I, it, it, I just want it to happen. Start it. Like you're 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 tossing around those numbers, and you're very, very correct. I don't know if he'd have all 11 million people follow him. But if he opened up, if he started his own podcasting platform where here's where everybody can go and hear me and here's these other dudes and here's the Loftus Party podcast. Holy smokes. Go do it. I mean, it's not. I mean, there's a there's a ton of con. If you look at what's going on on Substack, right, that has become an excellent, an excellent outlet for people who were with traditional journalistic outlets and doing good investigative journalism but getting censored by places like the New York Times and the Washington Post and even the Intercept, right? Yes. Now they want to take Substack down. You know what I've never subscribed to? Spotify. Do you know what I did the minute Vox, that jerk at Vox, went after Steven Crowder and got all his ads pulled on YouTube? You dropped your salad, took off all your clothes, stood in front of, I I think I guessed wrong. I think I guessed wrong. I if, if, Rogan, if Rogan picks up and leaves Spotify and gives him a double middle finger, like I'm going to take my speech and I'm going to go speak, right? Yeah. Then if he joins locals, I'll pay the five bucks a month. I will support people who do that. You know, you know, uh, the Loftus party is on locals. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and it's like I, uh, I gotta like do more like exclusive content. But, like, you see these people who have so much money, and you know they have money, and they mm-hmm. do, like, almost completely exclusive content, and you're like, what is wrong with you? Like, what is wrong with you? The guy the guy from freaking Dilbert, Scott Adams, I swear to mm-hmm. God, I don't think I've seen one free post out of that dude. Not one. So it just makes really? me go, oh. Oh, God. It's like, what's your dude? What's your freaking malfunction? Like, how much do you need? Uh, uh, Kat Tempf, 
is another one, just like almost exclusively behind the paywall. Greg Gutfeld, like, dude, what? What? You can't, you can't, you can't give up one freebie. You can't. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I mean, Ruben founded the thing, and he does free stuff all the time. Like, I yes. think he does it. He does it like I. If I understand it correctly, because I haven't spent a ton of time on there, I'm like, you can do a live stream, but set it so comments and questions can only come from subscribers. Yes. But everybody can watch it kind of thing. I think that's super smart. I mean, that's like. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah, I mean. It would be great if you could do Facebook live and locals live at the same time, you know. I don't that know if that's be, even I, possible. I just, I mean, I was hesitant to to get into locals, but I've I've enjoyed it pretty much as a platform. But it's mm-hmm. like every time you see a super wealthy person doing an exclusive post, I'm just like, okay, here comes mine for free. Here comes mine for free. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, free is kind of, I mean, that's how people built their initial audiences. And as we're seeing in a whole bunch of places, the people that start out on top can topple, right? So, like, Facebook just lost 26% of its value. Okay, we'll, we, we got to get into that. We got to get yeah. into that because that's interesting stuff. How, but I just want to reiterate, this is, like, the big thrust of everything. Uh, it's uh, Society is splitting. It, it's splitting. You have people who... You know, they they don't watch Fox and people who don't watch NBC or see it. They don't they just don't. They're not participating in the other person's reality. And you have these coordinated attacks like we're going to get back into after the break with Joe Rogan. I just want it to happen faster because I tell you, if you have the (laughs) imagine I can use my imagination on this so well, it's like we're going to be on the side of a free speech pro capitalism you know i guarantee elon musk is on our side like one of these things is going to thrive and the other one is just going to be oh mandated to death and it's going to be taxed to death so you can be you can pick do you want to live do you want to live in the reality of miami and florida or do you want to live in the reality of san francisco and california pick I want it to happen. I want it to happen tonight, Gimlet. All right, we're taking a break. We're coming back with so much more show. I can't say that I'm done with the salad tossing jokes. I, I reserve the right to bring more of those. Okay. I'll bring I'll bring the Brussels sprouts. Oh God, you're on your own. <laughs> Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. 
Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! Getting back into it. Here's what you guys missed. Uh, so we're cracking up and then uh, talking a little shop, the, the Gimlet and I, and she just casually says in passing. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on. Uh, as soon as we get done here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post uh, Sunday jams. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go with Bob Marley because today is Bob Marley's birthday. And uh, what a surprising guy he, he. You find out the more you find out about Bob Marley, you guys, the more you're just gonna love him. Just a, a fantastic dude. And then you casually said uh, in passing, before I even mentioned the Bob Marley thing, you're like, ooh, it's Axl Rose's birthday. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool, these two celebrities. And then I was wondering uh, how Axl was was doing. And uh, you're like, how, how old is Axl, Gimlet? 60 today, apparently, because he's 60. trending. Yeah. <laughs> so, holy smoke. Uh I'm not a huge Guns N' Roses fan. It's just, it's not my jam. I can appreciate what they do. I can appreciate the musicianship, ba 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 ba. But I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> so I uh, I, uh, I get on the old Google machines and I, I Google up uh, Axl Rose 2022 images. That dude's getting it together. Is he? Like, I'm looking yeah. down. Yeah. Because you, you know who else looks fantastic from that genre? Who? David Lee Roth. Oh my gosh. I saw a picture of David Lee Roth sitting on the top of some building in New York and he was like looking at the camera and he looked so old and so miserable. Like he was making a, he wasn't even making a face. He was just like, maybe he was trying to look intense, but it was like, oof, I didn't need that in my life. <clears throat> I'll take the axle. Like it, it was, it was sad and scary. For a while with Axel. Yeah, he's, no, he's, he was sad and scary for a he while. Was a, he was a big boy getting a lot of work done. And holy moly, good for him. Is he, is he actually singing with Slash again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, thought those, I, th- I thought those two were like super pissed at each other still. Uh, look, for judging from Axel's appearance and his improved appearance, and this is just yeah. speculation... I'm thinking he might have uh, put the booze down for a little bit. I think he might have. Yeah. He might have pumped lo- the brakes. Kind of looks like it. Yeah, he doesn't. Not look sure. Old. I like the short hair on Axel though. The dude has a great voice. Don't get me wrong. Oh and yeah. Slash, slash. Mm-hmm. I met I met Slash on the set of uh, Anger Management. He's a very uh, cool dude and a, a fun guitar player. It's. Here's the, I'll, I'll say this. I've been, you guys know this, I've been talking about this a little bit on and off, trying to improve my guitar playing skills. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, I started really when the whole pandemic, really the lockdown, when everybody else was locked down. So I'm at a point now, whatever, I don't want to talk about how, my playing's horrible. It's horrible, but I'm, I'm learning. I'm getting a little bit better. And, you know, you, you try to practice every day. 
but holy crap does it give you a new appreciation for musicians oh my god like stevie ray vaughn shut the fucking door just insane and like of course eric clapton and john mayer and slash and you just watch these you just watch these dudes you know what it's like it's like uh you know when you take a, a kid to a uh to an ice skating rink and they got those little tiny walkers that the a toddler can hang on to so they can kind of ice skate but they they're not going to fall down yeah I'm, that's my guitar playing skill that's my skill i'm i'm I, but i'm but now i'm starting to let go of the walker just a little bit and i'm skating on my own like a little penguin out there and like ooh, look at me look at me that's my guitar playing skills <laughs> you just get blasted by by these players uh, like you, you just see videos of them and it's just like somebody is blasting by you doing a triple toe loop and a hamel camel and a freaking double triple axle and you're just like i can't I, even i can't even imagine i was like told at one point that axel rose and jeff tate from queens had a four octave range and that's Maybe. why their voices were so like insanely unique and i think yeah. um the lead singer of Journey had one too. Oh, and that's yeah. very unusual for a dude. Well, unless you're uh, unless you're a Filipino, and then you can maybe you take maybe. over for Journey. But now, like the the Guns and Roses, Queensrÿche, like that in type Metallica, that was all my genre. Oh, uh, that one that one blew right by me. That one blew right by me. There was just something. Yeah, no, I think. Was, it was like hair metal. I just never got into it. Like Def Leppard, you know, Guns N' Roses. There was just something, there was just something about it that just rang so false for me. Like I can totally appreciate the musicianship, but that's, um, listen, I wasn't alone. I wasn't alone because when, when Nirvana came out, I was just like, it was like sonically and emotionally and artistically, it was like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. You know, it wasn't It wasn't like I liked all of that genre, like Poison, Warrant. Like, no. There was something about lyrics with a couple of them, like Guns N' Roses and Queensryche, that I just adored. Like, it was yes. really, like, the words were awesome. <laughs> I'm, a wor- I'm like, attracted to words. Like, sonically, oh, nothing, nothing can beat Axl Rose not knowing where he was lyrically and musically in the studio and he starts repeating uh he, d- he literally doesn't know what's going to happen next in the song and he starts saying and where do we go where do we go now and like in the studio they're like yeah that's deep and he like literally when he's saying that it, it, he's literally saying he does not know what happens next but they kept it in the song and everybody's like Wow, yeah, man, where do we go? <laughs> but it's great. Okay, we have we have to get back into uh, the exciting stuff, uh, the big deals that are going on. The, uh, the, the GoFundMe thing in Canada, because like as you so wisely uh, put together with your Brussels sprout infused brain, uh, it is part of the, what do you call it, a bifurcation? Did I just use a yes. huge word correctly? 
Yes. Well, here's what I find. I have a, a bigger observation of the whole thing Ooh. that's going on in the West generally. Yee, so if you, if, you, if you take a look, like what, since Karl Marx, what has the left been waiting for? They have been waiting for the workers to stand up, for the workers to revolt. Workers of what the world happening? unite. Workers but unite. What, what is happening now? I mean, I wrote about the line workers that are like, screw your vaccine mandate, sit in the dark. I wrote it. Now we have the truckers, nurses, doctors, restaurant workers, all saying, screw your vaccine. The workers of the world are uniting and they are standing up. And the Marxists, like Justin Trudeau and the political left here, can't stand it. Right. Now, why do you suppose that is? Because they won't be told what to do. It's like they're proving, they're proving in the West that the middle and working class is the stopgap to a revolution because they're just not going to put up with it. They like what they do. They like their life. They're content. Leave them alone. I would, I would pose it this way. The people who are criticizing the truckers standing up and uniting, they're mad because they're not in charge. That is what always that it's here. Here's the the flaw with communism. And and, and uh, somebody wrote the other day, he's like on Twitter, he's like, stop saying communism is a good idea on paper. It's not even a good idea on paper, which I agree. I agree. But. I can see the appeal of the theory on paper. I can see why people would be deceived into the notion of yay, hooray. The flaw in communism is that you get – there's people in charge, and people are greedy, and people are flawed. Not every person, but many people are, some more than others. And that will – then all of a sudden you're like, wow, we got we to gotta starve a bunch of uh, Ukrainians to death here. Sorry about that, guys. And ooh, we got to kill all the people who read books and wear glasses. And hey, we got that's what happens. So that's the flaw. And the people, it's such a, a a narcissistic like magnet. And Jordan Peterson did a great video on this. He was doing a a talk in I think it was England or something, and someone interrupted him. And they, so he's when people say, you know, I realize like, why am I doing this huge preamble? I should just get right to it. When people say, oh, that wasn't real communism or, oh, that wasn't real socialism, what they're really saying is it's not the way I would have done it. I would have made different decisions. I would have done it. And that's what it is. And so when people like the ca Canadian truckers and all these people get together and the workers start uniting for a common cause, yeah, they don't like it because it wasn't their idea and they're not the one. I tell you what. If these if these truckers would have been like, hey, we're doing this uh, because of uh, violence against people of color by the police. Holy smoke. Holy but that's smoke. exactly what Justin Trudeau said. I know. I mean, I'm sitting there and here you have this protest, right? Nothing bad is happening. People are literally dancing in the street. Yeah, traffic is getting screwed up, but that's kind of the whole point. Like, we can F up your life. You're yes. not going to get what you need, and your roads are going to be clogged, right? 
Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't piss us off because we actually have leverage. Yes. Same with the line workers out in the Midwest. When the storms yeah. were first coming to the Northeast, they're like, screw you and your vaccine mandates. If I can't walk into a place and get a cup of coffee, I'm not coming to put your lights back on. Yeah. You know, they have leverage. They have leverage. I think that's actually why the ruling class can't stand them. They want them to be these malleable little things like the true leftists in Antifa are. You can get them to go burn shit down for anything, right? (laughs) Well, I'm serious. I know. I'm agreeing. I've seen you little tranny. The one with the pink hair. Go burn that down. Yeah. Better. Because they're just so freaking damaged, right? Yeah. But... I mean, you have a guy who can literally go up on a tower, play with electricity so powerful, it would, like, fry him like a tater, and turn your lights back on, and you try to screw with him? Come make sure your lights don't go back on, and you have no idea how to make it happen. Just like these idiots don't know how to grow their own food, make their own stuff, fix anything, okay? They hate the people that do. So this isn't really about workers uniting. This is about the dispossessed and the poor uniting. Yeah. Because they can be told what to do. That's why I want everything to split. Like, enjoy it. Enjoy it. You had that guy who played, uh, you had that guy who played Hellboy, that Ron Perlman actor. He was calling for it the other day. We can't continue on like this. We need a divorce. And I'm like, oh, dude, I I find your terms acceptable. Let's do it. Well, then you had GoFundMe. So, like, people gave $9 million to these truckers. Yes. Right? And you have GoFundMe going, no, we're just, we're going to take that money and just distribute it as we see fit. Excuse me, how is that legal? Well, you, they, here's what they claimed. And this is the lovely part. This is the truly wonderful, lovely, delicious part of it. Uh, They go, it has turned into an occupation. And there has been police reports of crimes. So uh, police reports of crimes and an occupation violates their terms of service. And they, this is the part I love, they're on record. Like, oh, like they're putting out support for these farmers are help feeding uh, the, the the kids in Chaz. You remember Chaz, that little and like there was people being murdered in Chaz. It was a, it was an occupation. There was crimes left and right. But GoFundMe had no problem. So obviously, to anybody with half a brain, they're like, ooh, they're picking winners and losers, and they're trying to steal that money. And that needs to be the end of everybody who loves freedom and their support for GoFundMe in any way, shape, or form. Skadoosh. Well, a company that we both um participate with clout hub earns 2.6 million within 48 hours for the truckers yeah and i believe their um fundraising moved to give send go which is the conservative alternative to gofundme so just stop using gofundme yes refuse to donate to fundraisers that use gofundme and say move to give send go Always and for all things. And mm-hmm. when people and when people use give send go, they're like, oh my gosh, my uh, you know, my my husband or my wife is a firefighter and they were involved in an accident and we just need to pay the bills. We're trying to raise a couple thousand dollars for the love 
of All That's Holy, use Give, Send, Go, and give us a shout out at theloftestparty.com. We're going to try to help you out. And that's what I love about it. Like, goodbye, other woke company. Like, seriously, I, I want it all. I want it all. It's like Andrew Breitbart said a million years ago, I want it all. I want freedom-loving banks. I want freedom-loving publications. I want freedom. I want this is why we're doing that show tonight. We're doing this sketch comedy show and making fun of these idiots. And we've taken great care to we have our own servers and we're doing it in this space. We can't get canceled. And so please support that endeavor. It doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen cheaply. And subscribe, subscribe. It's five bucks a month and we can continue to make something wonderful happen. We're not sitting on the sidelines. Let's do it. Let's go. When you look at like. The trucker thing is such a great example. So they raised nine, 10 million bucks relatively easily. And then someone did a horrible thing, you know, GoFundMe. They did a horrible thing and now they're trying to backpedal. But boom, here we are, you and I. I'm normal, you're a weirdo, but we're pimping uh, give, send, go as it should be. And there's boatloads of us. There's so many more like, oh my God, I have to read this one to you. I have to, I think I took a screen grab of it. And it's so funny to watch people, uh, you know, the lights come on in their, in their little house. Uh, Chad Prather, he's a, he's a friend. He's a friend of the show, uh, running for governor. We've done stand up together, blah, 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 blah. He goes, uh, he goes, uh, my brother, Eric July said something. And I thought about it all night long. He put this on Facebook. He goes, my brother, Eric July said something. And I thought about it all night long. He's so right. I want to paraphrase him and weave in my own thoughts, but the credit belongs to Eric. We don't have to give up on sports, entertainment, art, etc. That's a deceptive lie that we've bought into. Why are we waiting for culturally relevant people to mildly support a cause that aligns with our values? Why are we excited when an icon uh, seemingly believes or vocalizes? He goes on to say, we must create our own cultural icons. Mm -hmm. Most of the left's power comes from perceived legitimacy. That is it in a nutshell. Well, we can pick, we can choose. And what has to happen? And it's like uh, uh, Ben Shapiro gets it. The Daily Wire gets it. They're creating their own. You, you might say like it was the very first, you know, like, OK, Gina Carano, you got fired from the Mandalorian. We're going to give you a gig. We're going to make a movie. All right. So. We got to dig in, you guys, and support that endeavor. It will scare the crap out of them. And when they change their their wicked ways or or try to trick us into thinking they've changed their wicked ways, don't believe them. The actions speak louder than words. So support that show tonight. Support Gina Carano. Support uh, other artists. There's a guy five times August. I put it. We'll talk about his thing on what's on the web. But like, seriously. Go subscribe, support, well, share. And I mean, Go ahead. And I mean, Eric July is putting out his own comic now because yeah. he's sick of woke comics. Um, Sarah Gonzalez, who's on The Blaze, started her own makeup company, yes. All American Beauty with Sarah. So, I mean, they're they're putting their money where their mouth is and saying, you know, we're going to do great stuff. 
come along with us. I think Daily Wire's not Gina Carano's movie, but the one before before that, um, that I can't remember the name of right now, that premieres this week. So this is their first end-to-end production. Um, they also started a print shop so people can get their books published. And their first one is the Miami Heat player that refused to kneel for Black Lives Matter. And he's his, the first book is going to be his that they're publishing. Let's so they're, they're moving. Go. Mm-hmm. There is, there's a plethora. There's a lot. And that is a very, very, very good thing. We need more. Right now, it takes all the time in the world. Like Daily Wire's been around for a while. They've got the infrastructure. they got the income. Good for them. Keep going. Rah, rah, rah. Do it up. That show tonight. I'm not even, it's, I got to say something and then we're going to take a break. So we're doing the sketch comedy shows where, you know, the live shows and, you know, even with blizzards and all this other stuff. But we did a video, uh, things Democrats never say, things Democrats never say. It's it's super funny. I'm in it. Uh, Jim Brewer, Nick Searcy, my buddy, uh, Jake Anarino, a bunch of people from the cast and then some other people that we just kind of uh convinced to to go in there <clears throat> so i have i have uh a few followers uh, at the loftest party youtube channel need more need more i put out the video things democrats never say and it gets like i, I think uh i'll look right now it's it's got like uh uh 1200 views it's got 1200 views that's 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 what they allow me that's what they allow me usually on the YouTube. So that show tonight, uh, they put it up on TikTok. Within 24 hours, it has close to half a million views. We got 7,000 subscribers in 24 hours. So those are your two realities, right? There's the, there's the the suppression on YouTube, there's the suppression on Facebook, and there's, but we're, we're, cont- we're going to keep plugging along. TikTok doesn't have their little suppression gears put into place yet. There's still, there's so many users on TikTok, they're playing catch up. They can't smack people down with their algorithm. So when I just, it made me so happy that like, I'm like, wow, this is really funny. We made something that's really funny. I'm, I'm really struggling with like, Huh, I thought more people would like this. And then you put it on TikTok and it's like kabam! Kabam! It'll have it'll have over a million views probably by the time uh we get done with this. So people want change. Now is the time. And this is gonna sound like such hippie Brussels sprout eating communist garbage. <laughs> but yeah. You have to support the change. Subscribe to that show tonight. We'll keep making more shows. Okay, we're taking a break. We're going to come back. And we're going to talk about some wonderfulness on the way out. Time. 
Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. show is Loft Delicious. Before we go any further, as we get into what's on the web, uh, I want to remind everybody that, you know, yes, thatshowtonight.com is where you can go. Use the uh, use the code TLP in all caps, TLP, and that will save you some money on your subscription. All the money goes right back into the show. And I want to thank everybody at the America First Warehouse and theamericafirstwarehouse.com. That place is awesome. They've been uh, hosting us and letting us film there, and I love hanging out there. Just some great people. And holy smoke, uh, Sean Farish and my boy Kevin from The Loud Majority, just wonderful people. We've got Sean doing his fantastic uh, Trump impression in the show, and Loud Majority is a great group of people. So if you're ever on Long Island, you gotta, you gotta come out and see a live show. You are going to dig uh, theamericafirstwarehouse.com. Because here's the cool thing: like we're doing like the entertainment sketch comedy, blah 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 blah, and trying to get you know feet on the ground as well. But the loud majority does such a great job with, uh, boy, they go up to like Albany. They go, they organize people to go to the school board meetings and uh, helping you know, get good people elected and supporting candidates. And I'm loving being a part of that, that whole vibe. It's just great. It's, <laughs> it's wonderful. So I just want to make sure we gave them a shout out. Let us now get on to a, a wonderful segment of what's on the web. And I'm looking around here and it's, this is high quality uh, websitery, you guys. This is some great stuff. I don't know if you're going to pick uh, if you, maybe, but I got, I already know some great stuff that I want to start off with. First of well, all, then I'll let you go ahead. Okay. Uh, cranky Gordon. He's a very, very funny dude. And he occasionally he'll do these, uh, meme roundups and we encourage your participation in those where it's like, he just like, he, he puts together all the, 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 the funny memes from particular, some, some things are more memeable than others. And he did, uh, he did one called Trudeau versus the truckers, which is just always worth its weight in gold. Just fantastic. You know, the Trudeau and blackface and saying this and just funny, funny, funny stuff. Um, go at you pick one. Cause I got so many more that I want to get to. Um, 
I am actually amazed by the whole CNN story. Yes. Um, yes. I I don't understand how CNN could have missed that the strategy of making themselves the story is not one that's a winner. Um, given that, you know, Acosta used to make him the sel- himself the story and the whole thing with Trump. Stelter makes himself the story all the time. Um, so, like, them going on TV for 24 hours and mourning the loss of a midget who's been sh- shanking it or stooping his, you know, assistant for the last 25 years. Um, yeah. When they like to get all holier than thou about Ailes and Fox News was just rather... Um, amazing i mean you've got pedophiles you got a guy who whips it out on a zoom call now you've got like the president of the organization literally reserving his chair for the woman he's been screwing for 25 years yeah like it's just it's like you're a news organization like stop talking about your feelings because nobody cares and keep your eye on that story because i think more and more and more is going to come out about who was yeah. helping Cuomo and uh, there's, there's a bunch of stuff that what that one just seemed to, and that was the thrust of, of my article. It's like, really? That's why you're, yeah, that that's all. why you're giving up. It's not because you've mm-hmm. driven CNN into the dirt. It's not because of, uh, you know, everything that goes on in CNN. It's not the fact that you're propaganda. It's like, Oh my goodness, you guys, I was, wow. uh, I was putting my wiener in this girl over here. Was it rape? No, no, she was into it. And we were both doing, we were like, and so you're going to resign for that? No, no, I don't buy it. I don't well, I mean, it, buy it. According to all the press, it literally started when she was an intern at NBC. Rolling Stone yeah. and, and some of the insight. But I think it's going to get even way worse than that because Chris Cuomo is one stilted bastard and he's pissed. Let's see what happens. But like, yeah, I'm like I think I think it's going to be good. I'm like, did Zucker's wife know? Or was it? And she like, had to. You think? So I'm looking at this like, so you're re- you're resigning over you're doinking a girl at work and she's doinking you back. Unless like other people got passed over for promotions because she got it because she really just like, you know, did all it. I well, am. She was uh, going to take his job. As president of CNN, when he moved on to something bigger in Discovery, like that was already announced. Oh, so so and the other there was something weird that I heard about and I don't know the exact details, but like there was some really weird living arrangement when they were both still married. Like one of them lived upstairs in an apartment and the other one lived one floor down. Like it was bizarre. I got to tell you, though, there's a part of me. <laughs> just like the chutzpah, and, right? But you know what? Maybe Zucker's, maybe Zucker's wife was seriously was like, "Listen, I I find you gross. I find you disgusting. Now I enjoy your company. I think you're okay to hang out with at like birthday parties, family functions, dinner, stuff like that. But like, I cannot bang you. I just cannot bang you. I don't want that sucker D." Anywhere near me. And he's like, okay, there's a girl at work. And 
and I'm just going to die. Like, in, in, a, in a weird way, it's almost it's almost too good to be true. Because, like, she, so she's banging him for years and years. What, was she blackmailing him? It doesn't sound like she wanted a relationship. It's like it was I, – I don't know. I don't know. There's I don't know either, but she here. followed him to every single employer he had and every single job he had because all she had to do to keep getting promoted and keep making more money was stupid. Now, okay. Could you do I mean, seriously, like it's almost like uh uh like a weird version of name that tune. Like if you know that there's a prize at the end of this. Like, I don't really have to work that hard. I'm going to make a lot of money. My life's going to be kind of glamorous. All I got to do is occasionally fuck an ugly guy. <laughs> but how do you know it's only occasionally? Oh, that's the horrible part. When you re <laughs> when you realize, like, ugh, he was a lot hornier than I anticipated. Like, she didn't leave. She didn't quit, did she? No. I think she still has a job. I think she still works there. How do you, see, how do you even go to the office when it's public knowledge you were screwing that? That's a tough one. But I think that's what that's the thing. You're in love with the cachet. You're in love with the, I work at CNN. This is what I do. I'm so important. Right. And probably over so many years, you probably can. And who knows? She might be great at her job. It's well, I had this. I had this discussion uh, with with my buddy Sam Simon years ago, years ago. It is it's it's like poker. This whole thing, men and women doinking each other in the workplace and, and saying, if you listen, it, without saying it, what Zucker did is like, if you bang me, if you're prepared, I'm here's my here's my bluff. If you're prepared to bang me, I'm prepared to give you a job and do this and do that. And she was like, OK, I'll do it. Those were the terms were acceptable. And evidently she went along with it for years. And those those were the same terms. Those were the same terms that uh, that uh, Harvey Weinstein was putting out there. He's like, I'm going to go in the other room and I'm going to take off my clothes. I'm going to come back. Now, if you're going to bang me, uh, I'll put you in the movie. And those were. The, and so some girls went for it and some girls were like, "Ooh, no, thank you. I'm going to get my boyfriend over here. So he's going to beat you up. But like it's it's it, it's it's gross. It is what it is. But occasionally, I guess with Zucker, it works out. She's like, I'm not upset with this. I find this okay. I can do this. I can do this How, for, for years and years. Okay. Uh, we have to, I'm not saying that's right. I'm not condoning it, but I'm just saying it is, uh, I, okay, so I have something you want. Here are my terms. And some people go, okay. And some people say no. And that's, and that's just. The the reality of it. We got to get back to more stuff. That's uh, what on the web. I wrote a thing. I'm not going to get deep into it. Uh, Joe Rogan uh, apologizing his apology video. You can watch it there. Uh, and why apologizing is never a good idea. And the it, listen, uh, Whoopi Goldberg on the View talking about the Holocaust, and they're like, oh, you're it's horrible what you said. You're bad. You're the worst human being ever. You need to take two weeks off paid vacation and think about what you've done. Meanwhile, Roseanne makes a joke <clears throat> and she loses everything. 
she loses everything and never forget everybody they made roseanne feel so bad not only did they kick her off her show she they made her feel so bad and uh she comes across as a tough broad but i, I guarantee there's a you know there's a a vulnerable little kid inside her body she gave away her rights to that sitcom she goes i don't want to you can t you can take all of them she never gets as a writer on a sitcom uh, you'll occasionally get these green envelopes. Hey, they showed your episode in, you know, Taiwan, and here's what you get, blah, blah, blah. Roseanne gets none of those. She gets no residuals uh, for the show that she created anymore. So Roseanne gets the ultimate screw. So that's why you just never apologize. You never apologize. Um, Want to get into this one? A game that just, I'm into it. It's called Ghostwire Tokyo, and you can go check that out. That's an extended preview of that. There's something bare. I don't know. It's not weird, but like I am falling in love with Japan. It's it's no. I see uh, these like pictures on Instagram, and there's so many like uh, interesting little places, and I don't know. Like culturally, I just I find it beautiful. And and Ghostwire Tokyo, there's been an event and all the people have disappeared and you wake up in the middle of the street and there's these weird creatures coming at you and it, it gets deeper and deeper. But it looks just it's it looks eerie and beautiful and fun and uh, almost uh, photorealistic, almost photorealistic, which brings me to my next one. And also uh, meta, we might have to talk about the Facebook thing on the Patreon party. You should watch, because we were talking about it on the show a couple weeks ago, this Unreal Engine. These guys, I don't know where they're from. They have a YouTube channel, uh, and they are making short films, and they're using the Unreal Engine to make their environments. So as an experiment, they did a Star Wars movie, a little short film. It did very well, so they're making another story. This is just all in – they're getting ready to do their own thing, but they're trying to get better at using the Unreal Engine. And so they came out with their second Star Wars short called The Battlefield, which is funny. It's a, it's a comedic short, but if you look at this and you'll go, you'll go, oh, they're really there. That looks like they're really there, and that's the power of the Unreal Engine, which I'll say again – is free it's free to download it's free to use they have a series of tutorials online where they will teach you how to do it and the only reason i can come up with for why would they give away such a powerful world building tool of a photorealistic world building why would they do that for free i have to think that they're working hand in glove with with meta in the sense that as uh as zuckerberg and the crew continue to build out their little meta universe you're going to want different places to go you know not everybody's going to want to listen you can look at the promo that zuckerberg did and that was like a nintendo wii kind of a cartoony and like why the hell do i want to hang out there but if you Put on your little uh, VR goggles and head into the metaverse. And one of your choices is, you know, planet more mark and bing, bang, boom. And you can ride around. 
it's photorealistic, you guys. It's I'm telling you right now. It's don't don't go sleeping on on the metaverse. Okay. Um, do you have one? Because I got one. Go ahead. Lisa K. Also, also known as Lisa Tate or Lisa K. Tate. She did a, a funny, funny uh, song parody about, uh, and it's about the the truckers, and she, it's it's sweet, sweet freedom convoy, and it's uh, that's a good one. Always, Lisa always brings the heat. Uh, Gordon always brings the heat. I'm all over the board. I'm all over the board. You know, I'm at one one point. I'm talking about CNN and and Zucker, and then there's uh, I love the Daily Dose. I love that's just fantastic, hilarious content. Check that out. And then I have to give a shout out for uh, Danielle Renee. Oh my goodness. Uh, this oh no no ditch. Okay, so she's. I got I'm confused here. She's just uh, an Instagram model, a mom and a wonderful just go. Definitely, definitely worth uh, checking out her Instagram. Then we come to. uh, This other her name is Jen, and I don't know what her last name is. She's a little bit a little bit private about that, but she is a former Marine. Jen Dawn, Jen Dawn, and her Instagram, she's a mom, she's a wife, she was a Marine, she was a teacher, she's a model, she's big into the Second Amendment, and I'm telling you, she's just smoking hot, and just proudly standing up for everything that she believes in, and it goes back to the support people and on the other side. This I I want her Instagram to be just absolutely huge. She is all that in a bag of chips. A mom, a wife, a teacher, a marine, a model. It's like, come on, just amazing. I I will give you the floor now. I will let you bring it home. Um, we were gonna talk about five times August. I think you were gonna give him a shout out. Yes, yes. Check out this dude. So a few months ago, uh, I stumbled across uh, him on Twitter. I don't know. Somebody somebody had retweeted it. And a dude is from Texas. And he does like these, you know, political songs. And they're not parodies. They're they're original tunes. And it's got kind of like a uh, the one had a real like Bob Dylan vibe. But uh, like as I'm learning the guitar. I'm I, I I'm digging like the like the howling wolves like this the sounds the sounds just sonically in the tone five times August does this song the anti-fascist blues and it's a really it's a really good song it's like lyrically sonically the, the musicianship like that's just that's just a good tune it's just and so uh i wanted to post it at the website of course i did you know and use the link from his youtube and it's all fantastic and then i reached out to him we we go back and forth a little bit on twitter and i'm like dude that's a freaking winner winner chicken dinner and then i'm like i'm like how did you get that tone 
I probably should have been more, I love the way you said, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, and then he broke it down and he was doing like a, he was using like a Stevie Ray Vaughan type setup, like with the amp and the the pedals that he was using and the guitar he was playing. But that is definitely, definitely worth a listen and support. Go, you know, seriously. And it's so simple. You go five times August and then you go and you you click the link and it's going to take you to the single and like, hey, do you want to buy this for a buck twenty nine for a lousy dollar twenty nine? Hell yeah. Yeah. Because here's what I want to do. I want that guy to have enough dough where he can make more stuff comfortably. There's got to be there's and it's and it's why I'm pimping. Uh, that show tonight and encouraging people to subscribe. It's freaking la- it's it's five bucks. And then we can make better stuff and we can make more stuff. And then all of a sudden, holy smoke, everyone in Hollywood and everyone in Nashville is going, what are those guys doing? How's that work? And a rising tide lifts all boats. Part of the problem is the culture. Part of the problem is the education. We got to get in on that. Now that we, the great thing, one of the good things about the pandemic is people know what their kids are being taught now and everybody's horrified, which is great. And so we got to keep taking actions and keep uh, critical race theory uh, out of the schools and stuff like that. Get people on the school boards, yada, yada. The other part and the part that never stops, the part that never stops, it never stops is the culture. So while other people are busy at their jobs, I want five times August to be busy making songs that I can dance to and tap my toes to and sing along with. And I want that show tonight to keep making me laugh and doing funny stuff. So I come home from work and go, woo wee, that was hilarious. So it's five bucks. Boom. We're the cool kids. Why not? All right. B- b- extended edition. I'm looking through one more time. Uh, uh, I wrote a piece. It's funny about the, uh, the, the Super Bowl and the mask rules like it like if you can't see the hypocrisy now with oh there's a pandemic and we're all in danger in california the children all have to wear masks but hey come join us for the super bowl if you can't see the i don't know else i don't know know what else to tell you i don't know what else to tell you you got what you got anything you anything else before we head over to patreon um no, but on Patreon, we have got to talk about this series on Hunter Biden. Oh, my God. Yes. Hunter Biden talk coming up on Patreon. Uh, more on the whole uh, Facebook of it all and the little nosedive they took. And then, um, bu- 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 oh, and a little bit of uh, a little bit of Boba Fett talk. A little bit of Boba Fett talk. That was a big episode last week, guys. That was a big one. So we will see you over there. If you're not coming over to Patreon, wow. Wow. That hurts. That hurts. I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely. All right. Have a great week. Bye.